Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Our Roots in Tea, where we explore more about life-related topics, and we always have variety of guests with amazing stories and life experiences to share. And today, this episode, we have uh, Jenna Lau, which uh, lovely Jenna Lau. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> no problem, of course. Yeah, so before we even get into Jenna's backstory, uh, we, we do share, uh, it is actually a very common uh, theme here that we share a cup of tea with our guest. And I'm drinking the lemon orange tea. Well, for those who can't even see, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know if Jenna's drinking any tea today. Maybe she, she's just drinking water, I guess. <laughs> I have an energy drink, not a and water okay. too so no tea <laughs> okay um energy drink is fine um you know there's caffeine <laughs> um but anyways that's that's cool uh yeah we we'll, we'll just dive in right away you know um and to just for obviously first-time listeners or people tuning in um so jenna what's kind of like your your backstory just kind of give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself uh, just as a little backstory of myself, um, let's see, I was uh, born in China and adopted uh, maybe just like when I was a couple months and uh, just raised in uh, Pasadena, Arcadia area. And then uh, from there, just basically grew up in LA, went to school to, at Cal State Long Beach, graduated maybe three years ago. And uh, right now I've just been uh, working uh, full-time for West Coast University as just a program assistant in their nursing department. So I do like a lot of compliance for them mm -hmm. in terms of like working with students, like emailing them, uh, just reminding them like, oh, you need to, let's say, get your vaccines like updated because they're going to be expiring. I do that. And then I also kind of check uh, like their documents to uh, for like onboarding documents that we send to the clinicals and uh, that's pretty much it but like outside of that just more about like myself um, I'm very like active and I, like growing up I uh, played basketball mm. basically all my life and like just other sports on the side just because I was like, like more on the hyperactive side and mm. then also um, now I've just uh, been doing a lot more hiking mm. and trying to go on like the longer hikes just kind of it's also kind of like a mental uh, game with yourself when you're on those longer hikes and it's a little yeah. bit hotter Okay. So just kind of doing that, keeping things uh, going. And when you so when you go on these longer hikes, I mean, are you are you actually just hiking and looking and just kind of enjoying the view, or you're you're kind of like you know the ones where they run up the hills and and that oh. exercise. <laughs> I don't know if you do that. Um, I think that depends on like what I'm aiming for, but usually for the longer hike, it's more for my enjoyment. Oh, and okay. I'm not too, I'm not caring too much about like my pace and like how fast I'm going. Mm -hmm. If it's like more for that, like I know I'll try to push myself and maybe if it's say like 16 miles or, or like something like around that, try to do it in the shortest amount if I can. But I know if like, if I'm with a group of people too, then you want to try to stick together and kind of go at that mm -hmm. same pace. Don't want to leave anyone behind as well. Okay. Okay. And do you, and how often would you say that you go hiking on your own too? Um, for before COVID, I was going like three times a week. Oh, okay. Of hiking. 
some of them were like shorter ones like throughout the weekend and longer ones on the weekend since I have more time but um now like after COVID things have picked up again I'm slowly trying to build back up to maybe three or more hikes if possible if I can get there or just like any other form of exercise that I can maybe substitute it like maybe you're like running uh, during the week if I can just to kind of stay active because it helps <laughs> oh wow yeah you, yeah you do stay very active but you did mention that you used to play a lot of sports so you're yeah you know for you naturally you're just pie athletic right is my guess mm-hmm. yeah I mean if I'm not doing anything and then I just feel very unproductive and I know just in general like doing physical activity it does help stimulate your mind and body as well so yeah. just kind of doing that and it's also it's a good like stressor to, to like de-stress yeah. Yeah. as well so yeah that's that's interesting that you said you know you you feel unproductive if you're like not actively going through the exercises so because I mean you can you know take a nap or or even just not do anything at all and that could still be productive right depending on how you how you look at it yeah well I mean you could still be productive in terms of like maybe you're working that day and that kind of stuff but I think on top of like adding in that exercise it kind of just um helps me personally just like with my mind kind of like refreshes your body and like if you exercise like during the day I'm sure like there's a probably a lot of people do that but like for me like if I do like a morning run it kind of just kind of starts my day out for me And it's like, you kind of have that burst of energy already and just gets you going kind of. Okay. Okay. Morning run. You mean like, like 5 a.m. morning runs? Is that what you're saying? Maybe not 5 a.m., but like maybe like 6, 7 around there. 6, 7. Oh my God. Um, so what's the secret behind that? Like, how do you, how are you able to get yourself to wake up at, you know, 6, 7 in the morning, like every day, you know, because I'm sure people want to know about that. <laughs> um I know with like my work schedule is kind of flexible so depending on that I can always start a little bit later if I want to so I know uh my run I try to keep it consistent and maybe like either 6 30 or 7 and with that um I know it's hard to stay kind of consistent and it, it actually helps to have like an accountability partner okay and I actually used to have one just to go like running in the morning one that was close by so just having that person like oh knowing like you planned it it's like oh you don't want to not follow through with what you said and I think a lot of that it just takes with that but even uh when I try going running by myself it's kind of hard to get out of bed and you're just like oh I'd rather you could just be sleeping in and snooze right (laughs) for that kind of thing but I think it just depends on uh how much determination you have and if you want to follow through with what you say and then also like with that like I know waking up early I know some people in the past have uh, told me like I'll wake up like maybe 5 30 a.m or four sometimes for hikes mm-hmm. just because it takes a while to drive there because right now I'm uh in OC mm-hmm. and a lot of the hikes like I like to go to is like San Bernardino area yeah so like for that that's kind of like a drive and even like for like the longer ones it's like at least a good two hours or just kind of to get there but like with that like for me having to wake up for those kind of things like that's like nothing to me because like I get to enjoy like being on that hike and being in yeah. with nature and I think that's something that I really enjoy just to be a part of and to um be able to see like the different landscapes too okay. I think it's just very rewarding right right no absolutely yeah, yeah I know nature is is, is is amazing and well actually for those who don't know um Jenna the, she lives in Southern California Los Angeles and when she said OC she means Orange County so for those <laughs> oh yeah maybe, <sorry>. some, maybe <laughs> listening from another state or another country 
um, you know, uh, you know, so that's just, just kind of give people a heads up, but, you know, going back to the, you know, to, to the, your routine, you know, when you, when you go on these runs, you know, you, you're being out in the nature. Um, I mean, do you, do you gain any like revelations? Like, uh, I mean, what comes, what, what some are, some of your thoughts that come, that come in while you're doing these activities? Um, so, I mean, uh, just like this past weekend, I did a hike. And just on that one, just like when everyone kind of has like their own like moment to themselves, just to kind yeah. of admire your surroundings. And with that, I just feel uh, very grateful that I'm alive and that I can be there in the presence of it mm-hmm. and just grateful of mother nature. And then also along through my hike, just like, cause you have a lot of like downtime too, to yourself and you just yeah. um, within your own thoughts and uh, maybe I'm just kind of reflecting on like my life for maybe things that happened during the week and just thinking, oh, should I have done that? Or was this a good thing? Or, or like that was, I did good for this day or something. Mm-hmm. Just like little stuff like that here and there, uh, reflecting on uh, the past a little bit and just like things to what I can improve or what I did good, you know? Mm, interesting. Okay, so what's one thing this past week that you reflected back on that, you know, was significant? Uh, let's see. Um, I think this past week, I know, I think I was affecting a little bit more just like uh, my work habit with work. I know I was waking up a little bit later than I should have. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I need to uh, kind of get back into the habit of starting work. Because I used to start work like right at seven. Mm-hmm. And then when I started working from home, I was like, there's no point in like doing that, like waking myself wake up that early if I don't have to. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's good to kind of keep myself on a set schedule just so that um, I know if I don't really follow it, I kind of get like lazy throughout the day. Yeah. And then just like my focus isn't um, as there as it usually is. So I, I realized like with that, I need to kind of go back to kind of waking up a little bit earlier. And I feel like for me, like I, I'd rather start my day earlier, just kind of get things started and get more things uh, done throughout the day. Okay. And you, you do always, you do match, you get a lot of work done though, every time, right? When yeah, okay. usually. Yeah. When I'm working, I'm able to uh, usually get everything done within like a couple hours. So I know I can get everything done. <laughs> okay. And are you following this routine as well, like during the weekends or it's just during the weekdays? Um, yeah, I would like to stick with it, like through the weekends too, just because uh, that will help with like the routine wise. But I know like maybe um if it's like one day of the weekend like maybe I'll like just sleep in a little bit just to give myself a break but other than that I probably want to try to stick to I would just waking up early yeah okay okay that's uh, that sounds good um yeah I mean well it's okay to sleep in because every now and then you need a break too right yeah don't want to tire myself out too much (laughs) right right absolutely yeah yeah um so I'm just gonna actually backtrack a little bit and because you know you're now you're you're you know, a program assistant um, at West Coast University. I know you and I, we talked before and then you you didn't mention that you were working somewhere else before that and then you transitioned to this new job. So what were mm-hmm. you working before West Coast University? So before that, so a little more backstory, I guess. Um, so since in school, I studied business admin with the focus of HR and okay. that's what I was doing for like about two years until COVID. So yeah. with that, uh, through a temp agency, they got me a job at Red Bull. 
cool. working in their HR. Just it was mainly more a lot of like admin stuff mm-hmm. and a little bit of like HR related. But I was working with them, and then um, I know once COVID had hit, they had said, "Oh, um, th- due to COVID, there's like a lack of work, so we have mm-hmm. to let you go." But um, once COVID is done, <laughs> you can come back if you want. And I mean, in my head, I was just like, "I'm not gonna wait for that." Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, through the te- same temp agency, um, I was still looking. I told them to keep looking for me, and then they had found the opening at West Coast. And it's nothing related to my field, but uh, they were just saying like just the um, the skills that you need for it is like some, everything you like that you kind of have, and like the duties for it is like it seems like something that I could do. So I was like, oh, I read it, and it's like, oh, I'll just like check it out and see how it goes. If I get it, I get it, and uh, went through the whole interview process and. Uh, they ended up liking me, so I, I worked for them as a temp for about three months, and then from there, uh, they hired me on in, like, August or September, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so the transition is actually really not that difficult. It's pretty seamless then. Yeah, so I was hired exactly, actually, during the lockdown, during, like, the pandemic, so I was a little, like, when I was like interviewing for an I was thinking, oh, if I do get this job, how is that gonna like work out, like during the pandemic, especially mm-hmm. just because the training would all be virtual. Yeah. And I guess with this job, I mean, it's really just a lot of like uh, emailing, going back and forth, and yeah. talking with students and also supervisors and a lot of like that. So, and a lot of like the documents that we do need is over as like online anyway. Mm-hmm. So that part made it pretty uh, easy just to. Um, get into do like doing the job and the duties and I the transition for it I felt like it was very smooth so I was like I felt like I was fortunate with this uh, yeah. job that I got yeah so that's that's one thing too is that the fact that I, I mean I I mean I've heard from other educators from people from friends that I know that they work in that field and you know just that that weird switch to being in person and then virtual. I mean, for you, since you work at a university, like, I mean, how is that for you though, you know, in terms of having to interact virtually? Is it kind of weird or? Well, since I started uh, this job during the pandemic, so I've never actually um, been in contact with any of my team members, <laughs> like in person. Um, I mean, I can imagine what the environment would be like. It'd be just communicating wise it'd be a little bit easier I wouldn't have to uh maybe check in and see if I can call my supervisor I could just like pop into the office and just I know like being around in that environment it helps with the team and Mm. I know that's one thing that my supervisor is saying that he would like for us to be able when we do go back just to have that so we can have that in-person communication Mm. And just also because it's like we have the program assistant department, but then there's other departments within at West Coast. And he's saying like sometimes it's good to like kind of get out of your department and like meet the other ones just to be yeah. kind of unified so you can mm-hmm. know everyone's part just so that you're not just focused on what you're doing and you don't know like what everyone else is so everything can, everything, uh, can kind of work together. And that kind of like is applies like with HR and like even within HR when I was working back with like Red Bull I know like going to the office like mm-hmm. all of that work I could have done working from home but uh, they want you to be there and just to be part of the team and I uh, just kind of have that uh, mentality within the company mm-hmm. okay no well yeah I agree with that yeah yeah I mean 
it's always different, you know, being in person with the team and, and, you know, the whole team team building experience versus like virtually it works, I guess, to extent, you know, I think at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess like, thing? I know with like West, with West Coast, like even virtually now, I like some parts of it was like, oh, I feel like I wish I was kind of in office too. Sometimes just because mm. it's just like when you're working from home and for mine it's like our project is like everyone's focused on their own project and sometimes yeah, yeah. I might go for maybe like a month without talking to any of my coworkers, oh, or like wow. maybe I'll I'll just be talking to my supervisor getting work done but like with my team members like that's really like I don't even talk to them and then as you don't really have that small talk with them like you would usually like mm. in an office so yeah. just very more secluded I guess in that sort of sense um but yeah, that's, I guess, kind of like one thing I kind of noticed with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you, you're probably more like, I, I, I would think, or I, I, the feeling that you give me is that you're more of an extrovert, right? So then you being secluded from people, I don't, yeah, I mean, I can't <laughs> imagine how you would feel, but. I think there's like a little balance between the extroverted and introvertedness. Like I do enjoy being able to just kind of work and not be bothered by some like like people or just like in case they have like questions to bump bore me with or I guess in terms of uh just like little things here and there it's kind of nicer when you just have like no distraction they can just go get your work done basically and that's also been like I guess a positive thing Mm -hmm. and like a negative to it I Mm -hmm. guess just kind of being like on your own um but yeah I definitely do miss having like that interaction and I know once in a while like when I am like talking to my supervisor like we'll be on working on a project for a little bit longer so we will have that like back and forth and like having that like I it's nice like I I enjoy that being able to get to know and and also just see like their mindset and everyone has like different perspective on things as well so it's just very interesting and also when I do talk to like a lot of people it's like from different age ranges and I know I'm I'm on like the younger side so a lot of people I talk to are a little bit older mm-hmm. and it's when I talk to them I feel like they're kind of like pouring wisdom into me <laughs> a oh, little right. bit so right yeah right, right right yeah you get to learn a little bit from them because they've got some experience in that field mm-hmm. right 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 okay but you know so the one thing I have to ask though is that I mean why 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 HR because because you know, how, you, you know how like most people would always always choose the creative fields you know the, the fun types of uh jobs but then you end up choosing a profession that most people would categorize it as boring wouldn't, wouldn't you think well yeah I, I hands down I would say um I guess like once I'm in it it's like okay but I would I would categorize it as boring but I know people like within the field, I guess it depending on what part of like HR you go into. So if it's like a bigger company, then the duties are going to be split. So it'll be like payroll and then benefits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, even within HR, it'll kind of you split it between a bunch of, a bunch of people and mm-hmm. uh, just depending on like protocols and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it just kind of depends what you want to do. But with HR, like how I ended up picking it was I didn't really know what I wanted to do uh, when I was in like high school and trend going into like college just mm-hmm. because I was just like oh because I, I went to Pasadena City College and when I was when I applied for it they're like oh you gotta kind of pick a major mm-hmm. and I was like oh, okay 
like nothing really stuck out in terms of uh, things that I would like to do mm-hmm. and uh, from there it's just like okay I was like oh maybe I'll pick business because that seems something that maybe I might be interested in and I mm-hmm. and something kind of like doable because when I was in high school actually um, there's like this program where you can uh, work in high school and they would help find you like jobs so I was I did two like administration jobs basically uh, working at uh, what was it a finance company and then I worked for Arcadia Unified School District for a little bit just doing admin work so I was like oh that's how it kind of stemmed going into business admin and within that after um, being at uh, PCC when I was about to transfer to uh, Cal State Long Beach they're like oh now you need to specify what you want to do specifically within business mm. and, uh, and I was like oh I don't even know what I want to do like you have management finance marketing uh econ and then there's like HR and then there's other stuff too but then like through all of that I was just like oh I don't really like any of them either and I picked HR just because I was like oh it seems something that's doable and something that I could do in the future and also with that I was like thinking about HR and like within every industry there's you have HR so I can choose any industry that I can go into basically if I wanted to jump around so that was kind of like my mindset behind it and choosing that okay but well but that no I mean that's great but at the same time like was it something that you really really love or enjoy doing or it's just like or just the fact that like you know you had to choose something and and you felt like that's the safest route uh I just picked it because it was something that I felt like I'd you had to do I mean in order just to kind of like get a job basically and I just picked that because it seemed like the safest and uh just something doable because okay. I mean I guess if I did try to pursue something else like I like photography like I like to do that on the side okay. but uh I guess I'd have to invest more time into that and uh doing that and I mean I know I probably could if I wanted to but um it just wouldn't be getting me the life that I want interesting okay so you you didn't even you know consider maybe taking photography courses or something like that like that never crossed your mind I've taken like a few of them like here and there while I was in school and, like I enjoyed it but I think I would probably just enjoy it to keep it as more of a hobby mm-hmm. instead of uh, trying to sell like my pictures to people or trying to sell my uh, service to people and I think just more for myself yeah interesting oh no the only reason why I'm, I'm asking these questions is because it, you know, I mean, of course, I haven't done enough research on this, but it, it just, it feels like that in this newer generation, you know, a lot, a lot of, I guess, younger students or kids, they just always come out of college not knowing what's, what they're doing. So they always end up picking a route that either their parents or, or society tells them to, to pick. And then, that kind of screws them up a little bit because then they don't actually enjoy or, or they just kind of have no passion or, or they not able to find a passion for something. And, and that's why I was asking about, you know, for uh, your route, you know, because I didn't know if you were influenced or pressured by anyone to mm-hmm. choose, choose this kind of HR role, you know? Um, oh, definitely. I know it's definitely a societal in terms of just, how um, just like our parents tell us, oh, you got to go to school, got to go to college and do all of this, get a good job. You want to get a job with security and like benefits so they don't have to worry in the future, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know that's like kind of what my mom kind of goes along with. And I know in terms of like me going to business, I know she probably was a big influence on that. I know she said, oh, you're like, I think you'd be good for like doing that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, like, sure. I, I think so too. And I, I did some of like those jobs in high school and I was like, oh, so that was like, okay. Mm. So that's basically how I kind of like fell into that route and how that little seed had got planted into my head and in terms of me going like with that route. Um, but if I was able to maybe choose something else, I mean, I do have that opportunity to choose. It's not like my mom is saying, oh, you need to go business route or yeah. I know like in the Asian culture, it's like, oh, you've got to be a doctor, a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. And like a nurse or that, that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I know um, like maybe like my last semester at PCC, I was going to be like transferring over and like, I had some last minute thoughts like, oh, I don't really like business that much. And I was like, I, I had, I took an environmental science class. Mm -hmm. And just from that one, I don't know if it's because of how the teacher had taught it, but mm -hmm. I think just the way the facts were presented, um, I found it very like interesting and very eye-opening as well in terms of learning a little bit more about um, our like economic like footprint on the world and mm -hmm. effect we have on uh, each other in the country and how um basically uh, change starts within yourself and I was just very like eye-opening and I was like oh I like really like that I probably would have liked to have pursued that but if I did that that would have probably added it on maybe another three years of me being at PCC and I was like I'm not gonna do that I've already spent this much time so I'm just gonna <laughs> go through with what yeah. I've already done yeah so that's what yeah well you can still pursue it now I don't think any anything's too late you know mm -hmm. yeah I agree with that but I guess like I don't want to spend the money into doing that too like because I know like going to school it's already it costs a lot and sure. and like a lot of my friends now or even people I talk to like everyone is like in debt <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a that's a whole other issue right now too I, I don't know what they're gonna do do something about that because um you know the fact that like part of it too it's a societal thing, societal thing, but the other part, the fact that like where you said they're in debt, so they kind of have no choice but to work just whatever yeah. full-time job they can find. And frankly, a lot of jobs, they're, they're really not that high. I mean, they're okay pay, you know, maybe even HR is okay pay, but they're not, they're not high enough to the point where you can pay off your debt in like, you know, two years. It's going to take more than that, you know, this is crazy. Oh yeah, of course not. And I think also like along with the debt and let's say you are living on your own or maybe you have like roommates that you're living with, just like the cost of living too as well in like California is a lot. So even having like maybe that one job that might be like okay pay with that, you're just probably living like comfortably. Mm -hmm. So with that, you'd probably still need like maybe a secondary income. Like I know a lot of people they're doing like a lot of things like on the side as well yeah. or yeah. just have multiple jobs and yeah. I remember uh before COVID I had two jobs and like just mm. like doing that just because I was trying to save up so that I could mm. um be able to like sustain myself wow. yeah so how was that too I mean having two I mean because I I've had two jobs before like a for a short period and it's so tough because you experience burnout pretty easily yeah, um, I guess it depends, but I, I think with my job that I had, so I was working 
uh, I was like doing like HR stuff um, out in like maybe LA or West Hollywood area. And then um, just like in the city in Monrovia, I was working at a movie theater called Studio Movie Grill. Hmm. So it was kind of think of it like a restaurant and movie combined. And they wanted to be like luxurious, but affordable for people. Yeah. So I was uh, working there as a server. And sometimes I would do like double uh, shifts but at a movie theater, I forget, like, the hours are a little bit different. So if I, usually they'd have me close, like, on, during, on some of the weekdays. And, like, movies, let's say it starts at, like, maybe 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. And then you're not going to, the movie won't end until at least, like, 12, maybe 1. Yeah. And then from there, you got to clean all of the theaters. So sometimes I wouldn't be home until, like, 2. And then I wake Ugh. up around, like, 6 or, like, a little before 6 to get to work early. Ugh. So. I was like, sometimes there was like no sleep. And I was just like, when I think about it now, like I reflected back and I was like, why would I do that to myself? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. That, and, and, but that's crazy. Like how I think, I don't even know how you manage that though, because I mean, because I know a lot of people probably thinking about getting more, obviously having more than one jobs. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess from your experience, how would you, how, how, what would you tell them to do or like, how would they navigate through that? <laughs> Uh, I think just kind of with the mindset behind the reason for them getting that second job, um, maybe they do need the money. So just because I think that sole reason by itself is its own motivator for people. Mm-hmm. So they're going to find a way to make it happen. And whether they're sleep deprived or not, there's alternatives to things that they can use to help them like coffee, energy drinks uh, to keep them running just so that they can make their living basically. And uh, just like with that anyone you're gonna do whatever you can I feel like yeah but the problem with that is if you're you're kind of risking your long-term health right you know in, in yeah the long run, so well I think along with that um you need to do take into consideration like uh just yourself like spiritually however you want to take that um just taking care of yourself like self-help and in terms of like giving yourself a break and knowing your own limits so you need to know your limit with that and in terms of like overworking yourself, mm-hmm. um, I know with my work, I since I know that I I didn't want to have like that many like double shifts during the week, mm-hmm. I told them, hey, I can only work like one day during the week and you can put me on the busiest day if you want. That's like fine. And then I'll work like the weekends and that'll kind of be like a balance or balanced out. So it'll kind of like be like that or I'll try to balance out my schedule as best that I can so that I don't have reached that kind of like burnout with work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you have obviously you have reached that level so I got I can't can't imagine that's crazy (laughs) yeah I mean I was thinking like oh maybe if COVID I wasn't sure how long COVID was gonna last and I was thinking oh the movie theater would still be there but actually the movie theater they ended up having to file for chapter 11 oh Got just because they were still in the process of expanding too because it had yeah. originated in texas yeah. but i was like oh thinking like oh yeah once um covid is done i can go back to working there and i was like because i like i also enjoy like movies a lot and mm-hmm. i enjoyed mm-hmm. being in that work environment just because mm-hmm. uh coming from like office job to being in a theater is like very just kind of helps like also like change the pace of things and sometimes when it's like a slow day yeah you can even just kind of enjoy like a movie once in a while yeah yeah it's like kind of like a di- like a different energy different culture type of deal in a mm-hmm. sense. yeah okay cool and you know that's actually just the perfect part to kind of segue into um i mean of course we're not gonna we're not 
we probably won't dive too deep into, you know, cause I know you're, you know, you kind of have your own business going and, you know, w- with all the stuff you've done, like all the jobs, all, you know, all the experience that you've gained, um, how is that for you in terms of, I guess, running your own business? I mean, I'm guessing a lot of the knowledge you've able to apply it to your own business, maybe. Um, well, with that, um, I guess I wouldn't say like I'm, I'm running my own business like by myself because uh, within uh, that field, I have found um, some friends who are actually uh, building like a similar business. So I've been uh, kind of reaching out to them for like guidance along the way in terms of helping me with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though it is like my own business, I don't feel like I'm building it by myself. So just kind of having like that helping hand, like if I do have yeah. any questions in terms of trying to like reach out to like customers and that kind of thing, yeah. I can kind of turn to them for like, some guidance. So yeah. it's yeah. not like I'm completely on my own. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I, and I think that like definitely helps or just being able to find people. With, it doesn't even matter if it's like whatever business you have, like even uh, just like the field will work too. If you're trying to go in that, uh, let's just say, um, even with like HR, you want to find people who are already experienced with it that, that you can learn from. So it's the same kind of thing, just having those people who have already built it before and can give you um, any advice or just any perspective in terms of it. Okay. And well, I mean, that's also interesting too, because, you know, because before we talk about you having work all these jobs and, and you know, and feeling some kind of burnout, but, mm-hmm. you know, the things that like, even though you're not alone by yourself running the business, but starting any business is, it's obviously very tough and it takes a lot of time. So that's almost like another type of burnout, you know, doing that, right? Yeah. So it's crazy. A little bit. <laughs> crazy went from one type of burnout to another type of burnout. Yeah. I, I get that a little bit, I guess, in terms of like, with like my business, I know um, to say like, Cause I can, I can only build it like after hours, like after I get off of work yeah. and from there, yeah. that's when I have time to do it. And like on the weekends and I know uh, with that, it's really all about um, just kind of time blocking mm. so that you don't create that burnout for yourself. And I do, I create, I have like a little schedule, like I write it all out, just plan it out. And I have just like a little section for my time. Like, Oh, this okay. was like my personal time for me mm. to just kind of, recuperate myself and just to kind of uh gather myself again and just to be feeling like kind of refreshed and that's also um another thing is like I use uh, my hikes as well as kind of like that Mm -hmm. outlet as well to kind of help Mm -hmm. and just uh, kind of give me that break because if Mm -hmm. I feel like if I didn't do like hiking or some sort of physical activity um I would definitely reach a burnout a lot faster uh than I would think Okay. Okay. So you time block everything. And so you probably something like, oh, okay. You know, these two hours is my time. And then you maybe have one hour where you, you know, do, do your business work. Mm-hmm. And so, so you, you stay pretty disciplined and consistent with that time block, right? You know, you don't, ever, yeah. you never do too much like over the time block. Yeah. I don't know. So with that like, time blocking, like it, let's say, well, I mean, it has to be the, for like the whole week it's not going to be like the same exact so yeah. I'll like adjust it accordingly to how uh my days are going to be and maybe I might have plans like in the night so I'll switch things around but I'll just uh, make sure to plan everything else so that 
Um, I know what's going to happen ahead of time. And then also that also saves me time when I when you do kind of plan things out and you're not there trying to think each day like, oh, what am I going to do today? And just that can take maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes. Who knows how long it takes, depending on the person and what you're doing. But that also helps cut down um, uh, that kind of stuff and making things more efficient as well. And just kind of being trying to be more intentional with my time. Okay, well, so what if, let's say, like, maybe there's like one day or maybe one week that, you know, there's like other things going on and you're just not feeling it and you miss like one or two time blocks. Like for you, does that matter? I mean, do you have to follow it to the to the point? Well, I mean, if I and if something does pop up or like if even uh, I guess I have another topic on like the like kind of like your feelings. I know a lot of times we let our emotions kind of dictate like yeah. with what, how we do things, and I think um, one thing that I really learned through some of the books that I read and also just uh, through like the pandemics having that time to read those books. Uh, just to be able to control your feelings a little bit more so mm-hmm. that um, you're not just like swayed with it and like oh maybe even if you're not feeling like doing something like if I said I'm gonna do it I'm still gonna follow through and do it mm-hmm. uh, just so that I can um, prove not I guess prove to myself that I'm disciplined and can stay disciplined with that and I know sometimes once you kind of like uh, break like your habits mm-hmm. it can kind of um it, it kind of takes a while to build back up to what you've already been consistent with. So that's why I try to stay as consistent as possible with um, my time blocking. Mm-hmm. And then you don't, and then you try not to, because you did mention about getting, letting your emotions, you know, sometimes control you or feelings. So you try, obviously you try not to let that happen and just kind of stick with it. Yeah. I know it's definitely hard to, um, to kind of just stick with it. I mean, even there's like some days like where I had, like time block to like kind of focus on the business but then it's just like oh like today I'm just like super tired like I'm not feeling it (laughs) or it's like if that's the case then I'll try to maybe find something to rejuvenate myself give myself a little bit more energy push things back or like take things out that I can and then just maybe work on the business a little bit later if that's the case like if I'm really not feeling it like I need to uh, maybe like uh, change things up a little bit in order to um, still kind of meet my goals I guess Mm-hmm. and well can you uh, I mean I guess before we, we we keep going with the business can you just give me give us like a really brief description of the business you don't have to go into you know deep detail mm-hmm. oh of like what it is or yeah. Of like yeah yeah just very oh. brief just very brief description you don't have to oh yeah yeah detail. yeah yeah uh, so basically it's just like uh any like e-commerce online business Even, okay um yeah just uh, kind of like home goods uh what else we have like uh, energy stuff like that okay just kind of those similar things similar things okay and so you with you deciding to do this type of business I mean of course you probably knew that the um, there are a lot of competition so how how are you I guess overcoming kind of that that obstacle of <laughs> Uh, so with that with like the other like products out there that are very similar to it uh, I guess in terms of trying to uh, get my products kind of out there um, that's basically more of like word of mouth and just trying to kind of help people out wherever I see like if they do have a need for something Mm -hmm. and if they're willing to maybe try my product then um, I would 
possibly give them a sample of it. And then if they do end up actually liking it a little bit more in terms of compared to some other products. So I know um, like one of them is like the energy drink that I have right now. That's one of our products. Cool. And uh, with that, you can kind of compare it to like Red Bull. I know sometimes Red Bull, I think they have like more sugar yeah. in terms and depending on also like the vitamin intake, like if you look at the facts of it. So there's like there's like very little um, differences uh, that you can see within it. So just depending on the person and what they're looking for to as well. Um, okay. Th- that's usually how. And also like depending on well, what kind of quality they want as well. So I know some people maybe uh, they don't care too much like quality wise and more like pricing and they want something that's like more cheaper than uh, that's fine. Then they can go stick with whatever product they like uh, best. But I know like some of the products um, are more on like the higher price sometimes. Okay. Well, you know, so, so this, you know, I, I want to ask this question because maybe, maybe people who are listening, uh, whoever's listening, maybe they, you know, maybe this information you provide can be helpful, helpful for them. So the question I have for you is, you know, how, at the time when you, you know, obviously decided to do this e-commerce business and I mean, it's kind of hard for someone to know where to, where to even start, right? Because you're just kind of, you know, maybe no experience in that department. Mm-hmm. So for you, like, how, how did you, I mean, what did you do to be able to, you know, know how to get started or, or something like that? Uh, so with that, kind of going back from like the very beginning, just like talking about having like that guidance. So I have, yes. so okay. with my friends, that was basically how it, how oh, it all started. started. Oh, okay. Because I was just around my friends and um, they had like their business going and I was like, oh, I didn't know you guys have a business. And they were just like telling me as the reasons why uh, they decided to have their business. And I was like, oh, I kind of like, uh, like that. Like if I can have this business, I want to, maybe if I'm able to build it big enough, I can kind of create more time for myself and do that. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. And if they're willing to kind of show me their ropes and if I can try to learn from them, that'd be great. So uh, that's what I did. And I was able to, oh, I'm still learning from them, of course, but just having like that. But I think in terms of like people uh, with any uh, business that you're going into, let's say, um, even if you're trying to do like a knitting, if you want to start knitting and that kind of thing, yeah, yeah. you want to try to find uh, experts in it already that you can try to uh, learn from and just see whatever knowledge you can get from them just surround yourself with as many people and, and anyone in that association that you can and just pick off of them that's uh, what I would say you ask like a lot of questions uh, whenever you get the opportunity to oh that's actually not the th- those are some great great uh starting advice actually yeah because I know I'm sure there are a lot of people who think about starting their own you know business or even you know their own brand whatever it is but then maybe either they're afraid uh, because, you know, they don't want to fail or they just don't have no idea. So I think, I think this is good advice for, for some of these people. Oh yeah. And that too. And I have an example, like um, with one of my friends, I was getting to know him a little bit more and I didn't know that um, he actually tried to start his own business uh-huh. and he wanted to build like a bartending business. And he yeah. said that he actually went to, went into bars and talked to the people and that's oh. what you have to do. And some people don't realize like, or maybe they're just, 
kind of like afraid to take that initiative yeah and I know a lot of the times when you go when you're talking to some people maybe they don't want to share the secret because then that's more competition right Mm -hmm. but you even if someone says no you just got to keep on going until you find the right people who are willing to be open to you and to actually lend a hand because you never know who's going to help you out and then also in terms of that I think that there's a lot of research that needs to be done within that business and in terms of um what type of business like if you're trying to uh open up like a storefront there's a lot more details you need to know about that like in terms of like leasing it property yeah. and like you got, you got to plan out the whole design of your business like my oh. friend he didn't realize like he had to plan out the whole storefront like where tables are going to be the uh, chairs that yeah. kind of lighting and he was just like he didn't know and that mm-hmm. kind of put a pause on his thing so he's like oh maybe later on in the future he'll try to do it again but there's a lot of like planning and research that goes into it. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds it sound like it, he was kind of trying to wing it a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he was doing it, but like he was also like learning along the way and he didn't know that yeah. all of this needed to be done. So it's un- he, I don't know if he had anyone to learn in that aspect and ha- trying to build an actual business. So um, if I guess I would have suggested him is to try to reach out to other people who have like built their own business and see kind of what they had to do. Mm-hmm and kind of go from there just to get like, like kind of guidelines and well for you personally when when you you know when you're decide to do this business you, you have like an idea or product and when you're telling other people or at least telling your friends or telling whoever were you getting a lot of no's yourself or what was how's the reception um there's a good fair amount of no's of it in it okay but a lot of them like just friends wise if I know a lot of them are just like open to trying this stuff and uh, I guess with them, I don't want them to feel pressured to like, Oh, you have to buy because I'm like asking you to, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't, yeah, don't feel like that. Like if it's, I, if I want you to be like genuine about it, if they like, actually like it, then yeah, that's great. And uh, they'll buy it. Like I know one of them um, ended up buying some, it was like a, like a CBD cream just because it helped. So okay. helps with, like the pain and stuff like that. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, so at least you're, it's more like your strategy, just giving them an option and choice is not, I mean, because, yeah. you know, if they think it's stupid, then it's stupid, they won't buy it, then that's fine, you know, and yeah, kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that's actually good advice, too, because I think, I think it's important to, I guess, probably from your personal experiences to kind of be uh, persistent, right, to just kind of keep going, keep trying. Um, I mean, I guess if something doesn't work, then maybe have to adjust and try something else yeah of course I think also like with that and also some other books that I've been reading in terms and helping like for people trying to uh, be in like the business aspect I know um, they talk a lot about uh, really making more of like a connection with people and then Mm -hmm. from there just uh, getting to know them and then just seeing if they do have any like need or want and if you can feel that need or want then you can try to and see if that kind of works out. Hmm. Okay. No, that's, that's actually, this is good too, that we can even, you know, talk a little bit about like, you know, cause you, you didn't mention there are a few books that you did read. So, so what's one of the, uh, the main book that for you that has changed your kind of like your approach, your outlook in life and in business, you know, either, either one. Um, I think for that one, it would be, it was uh, by Dale Carnegie. Yeah. was how to win friends and influence people mm. I think that one was definitely uh, just like an eye-opener especially if I felt like for myself like I'm more like introverted in terms of that and 
maybe have like have like that lack of confidence when trying to talk to people so just like kind of reading that and just um I talked like a lot about uh complimenting people in terms of that and really focusing on them and like not having your focus on yourself so you just listening and in terms of like listening you're actually like listening to them not just like hearing what they're saying yeah yeah because a lot of times like when you're talking to someone maybe in your head you're thinking you're trying to think like oh how you're going to respond to them or what you're going to say next and you're not even really like hearing what they're saying yeah so with that like practicing like doing that kind of stuff um also helps to really uh, get that connection and just also um when you do go out and like meet people or uh just in general you want to try to leave a good impression as well um remembering their names like little facts about them just like bringing it up when you do talk to them like they'll notice it Mm, okay so it's more it's really like the little aspects little things that people really should should pay attention to yeah it's it's really like little small things like you wouldn't think of like even uh just like around my apartment like i say hi to everyone and one of the women there um her name was christine and i just talked to her for like a little bit and i wouldn't see her too often and then one time it was like been a couple months and i saw her and i was like oh hey christine like how you doing and she's like just from that she was like you remember my name and she you could just see how like appreciative and like grateful she was that I actually remembered her name and just like seeing that too like actually happen I was like oh like it really does matter like people oh yeah that's also something you learn too kind of like more psychology like people really care about themselves and want to be kind of uh, like heard and also like when you use their name that kind of that helps with it too yeah I mean well because I think we we all you know deep inside we all want to be loved right we want to we all want to feel accepted and um and that's kind of one way to do it and, and no i completely agree with you because sometimes you know you you may feel a little bit if someone gets your name wrong you you sometimes you feel a little bit <laughs> not i would i shouldn't say disrespected but you do feel like oh okay well i'm, I'm kind of in, invisible you know like or like kind of unimportant or just yeah. like a little hurt <laughs> yeah 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 and um and, you know, sometimes it doesn't, it's not going to hurt to ask the name again, you know, to repeat it, right? Because no one's going to, I don't think anyone's going to say anything bad about it if you do that. But most people don't. They just kind of. Oh, yeah, that too. That's a good thing too. Like also they, they do mention that is like, even if you do forget their name, like everyone does. So just don't be afraid to ask them again or even uh, just coming up with different ways to try to memorize people's names yeah. or like. Maybe if it's a hard one, like, oh, can you kind of spell that out for me? Yeah. Like, do yeah. those, like, little things. Like, don't be afraid to, uh, even if it may seem like it's, like, dumb, uh, just ask. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then and then going back to, you know, obviously the book that you read, um, Dale Carnegie, How to, uh, How to Influence People and Win Friends, or I think that's the title, right? How to Win, How to win friends. friends and Influence People. I got that mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I agree with you that, you know, um, listening it is it is a very very difficult skill I, i'm still learning myself just like anyone else and um you know because most people including myself sometimes when you're listening you know your mind will wander and it just kind of mm-hmm. you know like what you said you, you're thinking about you maybe sometimes you might think about a focus on the specific thing that the person said and you just trying to wait until you respond to that <laughs> thing right but then everything else is kind of like washed over 
And um, and so for you, after reading that book and after knowing this, like, what are some of your kind of ways or tips in terms of listening? Is it, you know, because after, um, after you listen to someone speak, then like, you know, we try to like respond to the last thing they say or what, what was kind of your, your method? So I think with that and also like reflecting on myself, uh, something I noticed too in terms of just like listening, I think uh, also like with a lot of people, sometimes you want to like interrupt that person or like put in your like kind of two cents on that comment or whatever they're talking about. Yeah. And I noticed I would do that. I was just like, oh, they're talking. And then I tried to say something and they're still talking. I was like, oh, I was like, I need to, I need to uh, not do that and just kind of let them keep on talking. Yeah. So with that, um, you, I mean, you catch yourself if you're trying to be more aware of it. Huh. And from there, you can kind of make that correction and just before you say something, like you'd stop yourself and then you can just um, keep on listening to them talk. Mm. So I know that's kind of like well, one thing that has like really helped me. But I think it's, it's also just um, you'd have to kind of have like a constant reminder if that's something you're trying to like work on mm-hmm. for yourself. And if you're trying to kind of get better at in terms, just in general, it doesn't even have to be like business-wise, just like kind of like personal relationships too, yeah. like with friends. I know like I'm thinking back like that, it's like, oh, like a lot of my friends, I probably wasn't even listening to half of what they said mm-hmm. <laughs> when I think about it. It's like, oh, like I should be like a better listener and like really um, hearing what they're saying. <laughs> so. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, there's like a flip side where like maybe they're half the time, they're not listening to what you're saying too, right? So it's kind of- Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah yeah but um no i hear you and actually that's a that's a good way good way to um you know for for people who obviously want to learn more about how to listen i mean i think that's good that that you just said it you know um to kind of be aware and remind yourself yeah yeah it does does take energy though kind of just like because then you constantly have to like be aware especially like when you're talking to people it's like okay but like you want to keep your focus on them. So just like practicing it helps. Well, but, but what if what if somehow you meet someone who's just really boring and just not interesting? <laughs> and you're like trying really hard to listen to them. Like how how, how do you go about that? Uh if they're boring, then I'd I guess depending like if they're my friend, then I'll of course I'll still be talking to them. But um if it's just like someone that I meet or like just randomly, I'll probably move on to the next person like oh I gotta go you know (laughs) okay in terms of in terms of like my time like I like what's my purpose of me continuing to talk to them if like that I mean it only goes so far so it's just depending on uh, what you're trying to do with that just yeah well but but then you but then you kind of I don't know so let's say this this person you just met, it may be boring in the beginning, but then it just takes time for, for it to warm up. So maybe you make too quick of a judgment sometimes, right? And he's just like, oh, no, I got to go. Well, I think with that, um, I guess kind of with that, I think you kind of have to warm up to that person or they kind of have to warm up to you. And that uh, comes into turn with asking questions mm-hmm. or just like showing an interest in them. Mm-hmm. And once you're able to find something that they can talk about, yeah. Um, then it becomes different because then the that's something that's genuine and you can dive into that so it doesn't matter what the topic is I guess in terms of like if I find it interesting or not so for in that case if I do want to try to like talk to someone I just 
practice on trying to focus on something that they like and just get them talking about that. And that's also another uh, kind of good thing to try to practice as well. Okay. So, so maybe it's not necessarily, maybe not all the time is like a common topic, but it's more about like kind of like the, the kind of connection or, or just mm-hmm. the energy, right? The vibe. And maybe for you, that kind of works too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's no, that's good. That's good. Um, th- these are actually good tips uh, also for myself, you know, it's, you know, since I'm always practicing, always, you know, reminding myself, mm-hmm. Because uh, the other thing I try to do a lot too now w- when I'm listening to people is that I, well, okay, one, obviously I'm forcing, you know, for myself to be present and listen, listen to people talk uh, just mm-hmm. like yourself. And I would maybe at the end after they're done talking, I'll actually try to give out like a short summary of everything that they say to almost kind of repeat what they said. So to kind mm-hmm. of, it's almost to show that like, okay, I was listening and I'm trying really hard to kind of confirm what you're saying by summarizing like, okay, these are the things, some of the points that you just mentioned. I um, think that's definitely a, a good thing to do in terms just depending on how long they're talking for. And if you're just trying to highlight a couple of things. Yeah, I mean, well, cause it is, you know, you're right. Cause if they're, if it's a really, really long conversation, I mean, you know, it, it sometimes it does get kind of hard to to uh, process everything, right? And so I, mm. you know, so that's why if I'm able to pick out at least some key highlights or seek some key points, at the very least, it's, it's like I'm not absent-minded the whole time, and I'm like, oh, can you repeat that? You know. Mm-hmm. So at least that's my way of doing it. I don't know if it's if it's effective <laughs> yet. Um, I think I might have. To, <laughs> I think I might have to read that book that you just said. Um, <laughs> Because it was recommended to me by another friend of mine too, so um, I, I know eventually I'll get to that. Uh, but but besides that book, is there another another book that that you know might have a big influence on you, or or even that you recommend to people? Um, I think I would say well, I guess for me, I feel like since I'm like still like growing as myself, uh, what really helped was kind of reading. Um, I'm trying to remember who the author is. It was, uh, the book is called Mindset. Mindset, right, right. I think you might have mentioned that to me too. Uh, Let me see. Mindset by Carlos Dweck. But yeah, with that one, um, that was definitely kind of like an eye-opener just because sometimes, uh, I guess, you don't really think about certain things. And with this one, um, it just talks about how there's a difference between having like a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Mm. And with a fixed mindset, uh, let's say, oh, uh, for myself, let's say like, oh, because I, I was like diagnosed with like what ADHD, they say. And mm. people think, oh, if you have ADHD, that kind of stops you from being able to do things, right? Like, oh, you, sure. you don't have that focus. So I can't, I, that means I can't do that. And that I, limit my, I limit myself there. Or let's say like you have a learning disability. Oh, they said that I can't do this too well, so I can't I can't do that. And for that, you just like limit yourself. But uh, within the book, it actually teaches you that uh, you can create a growth mindset for yourself, and not to let any of your, like your outside circumstances um, stop you. Yeah. Um, let's say even like someone who got injured, or maybe they had lost like a leg, mm-hmm. that hasn't stopped them from trying to do exercising or like running 
they found other ways to go around it and by pushing through and just kind of uh, like believing in, in in themselves as well. But um, I think with that, it's just like you can't let uh, like those little factors like stop you. Like those are just like little excuses when I think about it now in my head is like, oh, you can't use that as an excuse for you not being able to do something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the because it's very often that other external factors will always try to also control you and limit you too as well and kind of mm-hmm. trap you in a box. And yeah. so I agree with you that you 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 always want to somehow push through or push yourself and and you know yeah. maybe maybe like keep growing even even if it's small steps like really small growth is still yeah growth right is my, mm-hmm. my guess. Same thing with that. And I know there's even like um a negative side to like positive growth or like even if you have like some positive features like one of the examples in the book or I know I had mentioned like some people like you think that you're like a really good uh like athlete and you know you're good so you're like oh yeah you don't need to practice anymore mm. but then from from that it's just like oh you, that's you limit yourself in that way thinking you're that good already mm. so you don't you don't also want to set that kind of bar for yourself so you don't want to say oh just because of like these labels I I only need to do this mm. and you want to just kind of keep it open-ended for yourself and just yeah. think that there's unlimited amount of things yeah. you can actually do yeah. and that you can actually accomplish it just as long as you kind of like put your mind to it as well yeah. and kind of have like that discipline that's true yeah yeah no I agree with you I absolutely agree with you yeah you know um because if you, you you basically learn nothing if you think you know everything that's pretty much what it comes down to and mm-hmm. and and it's just it's just this a lot of the stuff you just said is just is is really it's very you know it's very wise in many ways and it's very beautiful actually and, and i think you know this is a good way to kind of wrap wrap this up with a final question i have actually you know in terms of what you just said you know because you talked about growth mindset and you know and so then for you well i mean what kind of person do you want to be like in five years let's say Mm, what kind of person do I want to be I guess um I'm very family oriented so uh with that I definitely want to um just be around like my family and kind of have more time to do that Mm -hmm. and also uh for in my future I guess um I don't know if I see myself getting married in five years, <laughs> but maybe um, if that does, I mean, just having like that spouse and uh, possibly having like a family. Okay, great. It's like a lot of emotional support, you know, mm-hmm. a community for you. Yeah. Sounds like. Okay, great, great, great. Cool. No, yeah, this is great. And, and, you know, and, and this has been, you know, very delightful conversation and, you know, Jenna here gave us a lot of um, good tips, actually, good advice, you know, with business, life, everything. Um, and I guess one more final question is, I mean, how how can people find you? Are you on social media or do, do you care any about that stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm on social media. I, I usually hand out um, my IG handle if anyone wants to uh, connect with me, if anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, if anything, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you have an IG handle, uh, if you don't mind sharing, maybe someone wants to connect with you. Um, yeah. 
um, I always actually I kind of get it confused sometimes. I think it's a J E N N R L fifty five. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's uh, obviously just is for people if they maybe have any questions they want to ask you about whether it's business or life, they can, you know, DM you or mm-hmm. not, DM you and stuff. Um, and of course, appropriate DMs, people. No, no, no <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing crazy, please. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, this, this has been great. And uh, once again, thank you again, Jenna, for for uh coming on the podcast uh, it's, it's been it's been uh 